On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, we just have another catch up. I talk about my dad, I talk about burning out, I talk about goals for the second half of this year, and I explain why everything is slowly getting back to normal. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 32 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 32 in that journey. Um, So this is one of those episodes. It's late in the evening. It is a few hours before the podcast needs to go out. And to be honest with you, I just haven't yet had time to sit down and record this. Uh, You'll know that I like to record this kind of early Thursday evening, getting on for maybe like seven, eight o'clock. Um... And that's, that's kind of the time when I put aside a couple of hours to, to write and to record the episode each week. But this week, there just hasn't been the time. So I think what I'll do is I'm just going to sit here and give you another one of those general updates, right? This is far more about the life side of life and lessons this week. Last week, we went quite deep into the, the lesson sides. Uh, but this week... No questions, no plan, just got a couple of pointers that I've scribbled down uh, and I'll just talk you through what I've been thinking about, doing, everything like that. So I think the place to start is kind of on the back of last week's episode when I spoke uh, in in answering two questions that had been sent in to me. I spoke about how to avoid burnout and how to avoid falling into a rut. Uh, and if, if you got my newsletter on Monday you'll know that I pointed out that there was a certain irony in that episode because literally 72 hours after recording and publishing last week's episode of the podcast about how to avoid burning out, I found myself very much on the cusp of being about to burn out. Uh, There's this feeling I have, and you're probably the same if ever you've experienced burnout. Uh, There's a feeling I have just before I'm about to hit that brick wall that metaphorical brick wall that we've all hit before, where I can almost, you know, there's there's very low energy, it feels like completing a task is the hardest thing in the world, and you know that if you let that continue for too long, you will find yourself well and truly stuck in a rut and needing to take, at least in my experience, quite dramatic steps to, you know, to reset, to get out of that hole and to kind of find productivity again. And so I could feel that coming. It's a feeling, by the way, that the first few times I had it, probably when I was like 15 or 16 and trying to juggle GCSEs with running Corby magazine, with launching all of our other business ideas on the side where I was properly overstretching myself. It's a feeling that in the early days, I didn't actually know what it was. I didn't actually know what it meant. I just kind of got this feeling, had this feeling and then hit a brick wall. But in the years since, I've fortunately learned how to 
I guess, reset early so that I don't fall into the burnout hole and lose days or weeks of life and productivity in the process. And so, like I say, 72 hours after recording last week's episode, on the very topic of how to avoid burnout, I found myself having to follow my own advice to avoid falling into a rut of my own. Uh, And so that's kind of what I did. Sunday night, just gone. I, um, I followed all of the steps I outlined in that podcast, you know, resetting my environment, tidying my bedroom, making sure I have a really fucking solid plan in place for the following day, uh, getting enough sleep, all of those kind of things to lessen the blow, to, to, to create a gap between the big solid block of work that led me to the point where I nearly burned out, and then this kind of, this breathing room gap to allow me to move into Monday. Uh, as a kind of refreshed version of myself. Unfortunately, this time around, it did work. It doesn't always work, uh, but it just goes to highlight the uh, the diminishing returns you get at a certain point where you've worked for, let's say, you know, eight, nine, ten days in a row. There's only so much, at least in my experience, there's only so much that I can do before I have to forcibly have a break. And um, yeah, I found that period this week. I found the period of time after which I just had to have a break. Now, typically, I have every single Saturday off. And I literally, I, I don't go near my laptop on a Saturday. I try not to think about work. I normally fill the hours by going on aimless walks to nowhere, where I just kind of walk around with some podcasts on in the sun if it's sunny. Uh, and I kind of unplug that way. But in the last couple of weeks with everything that's been going on and client stuff and uh, trying to kick back away from the coronavirus lockdowns uh, and the rebrand to patter uh, i probably went a solid just shy of two weeks without a break and so yeah i found myself this week having to have that break but now we're back on the ball and all is good uh something else significant that happened this week actually happened today Thursday is the day I'm recording this you're probably listening on Friday or whatever but what happened today is that I went to see my dad for the first time in about I worked it out to be about 150 days since I last saw my dad so uh, I'm sure the majority of you listening now know because it's something I talk about quite a lot but my dad has early onset Alzheimer's Uh, And back in January, I spoke about the decision we had to collectively make to uh, move him to a hospital because he just was really struggling at home. And then the idea was going to be that from that hospital, we would uh, have some breathing room to then be able to go and look at places like uh, local care homes, Uh, pick one and then move him in there kind of in his own time. But then, of course, coronavirus happened and that process just kind of went out the window. So he was inadvertently stuck in that hospital for about four months. All the while, um, again, because of coronavirus and how quickly the lockdown measures came into practice, uh, the last time I saw my dad, other than today, like I say, was about 150 days ago. It was before I went to Paris. It was a couple of days before I went to Paris back in February. Popped into the hospital to see him told him I'll be back in a few days. Of course, it's a naturally confusing situation for him anyway, I'm sure, with his condition, but told him I'd be back in a few days. 
Paris comes and goes. I go back to Wales, planning to see him when I'm back in Corby. And then, of course, I think it was on the 13th of March, uh, all care homes and hospitals in the UK basically cut off uh, any visitors for obvious reasons to keep their own uh, facilities safe and COVID-free where possible. And that meant that with basically zero notice, I couldn't see my dad until literally today. Now, a lot has happened since he was in the hospital. So uh, again, it's not a process I'm going to talk about today, but through a crazily long-winded multi-agency Uh, dozens of emails and phone calls process we finally managed to find him a care home which is about half an hour away from here so that's not ideal given that my mum doesn't drive and you know it's it's quite far away from where he's lived for 20 odd years of his life in Corby it's like I say half an hour away but uh, we had to make a decision of what was best for him and being locked in what is essentially a hospital ward during lockdown was really really making him decline to the point where uh, maybe about two months ago we would phone him and he just wouldn't talk Uh, we were told that he was like withdrawing not eating all of these crazy things that were essentially the very real human cost of um of lockdown I guess you know there is Uh, There's a a set of measures that need to be taken to protect those who are in places such as care homes and hospitals. But it seems like in in the balance of doing that, there's also a very real set of long-lasting, perhaps permanent damage that is done to those who are then, uh, without understanding and without notice, isolated in these tiny buildings for months and months on end. Uh, with no understanding of what's going on and with no ability to communicate with their families who they were expecting to pop in, you know, a couple of days after they last saw them. So in the hospital, he was struggling. uh, So I had to just do everything I could to find him any sort of care home. We found him one where he moved in about six weeks ago. And since then, he's actually been really good. We've spoken to him on the phone quite a lot. Uh, and compared to what he was like in the the final weeks of him being in the hospital, now he's in this care home, he is a lot better. Uh, credit where it's due, the hospital, that he's he's been to this hospital twice now over the past year and a half, they do incredible work. But the work that they do just isn't the same as the level of kind of one-to-one care that can be offered in a care home. So he's really benefiting, it seems, from the new environment, the slight bit more freedom, Uh, that he has in the care home and also just the level of care that they're able to offer him and so it's good to know that he's happy it's good to know that he's comfortable and in turn you know that makes all of us happy and it allows me to just have one less thing to worry about which is you know it's always good news so I went to see him today um, now that visitors are allowed again and he was good his hair's very long because he hasn't been able to have a haircut in the longest time so we're going to get that sorted but generally speaking uh, all was good. He was actually far better than I thought he would be. So that's really good news. And I guess that is a significant thing that has happened this week. Uh, something else that I've been working on in the last few days, and it's something that is actually in direct contradiction to an episode I put out about six months ago. So around six months ago, uh, you may remember that I told you that this year, 2020, I have zero outcome-based goals. And that's still kind of true, but In giving myself zero outcome-based goals, I kind of went uh, like 
headfirst into that concept and actually gave myself no goals for the whole of the year. I just kind of, uh, I don't want to say made up as I went along because, you know, as a business, there's always an underlying direction, strategy, plan in place, and that kind of bleeds into other areas of my life. Uh, but I, I guess I've been lacking the the intention of direction that I've had in previous years. And so as the halfway point of the year rolled around a few weeks ago, it had me thinking, you know, what do I really want to do with the next six months, the second half of the year, and the, uh, I guess, the ascent towards turning 25. Uh, And I guess I haven't quite worked out exactly what the goals are. I've got a list of seven areas of my life or seven Uh, I guess bottlenecks in life that I would quite like to address and I'm kind of working through them one by one in no particular order starting with number one which is what I'm working through right now and then just seeing where I end up so number one is about my long-term ability to focus and get the most out of every working day for a number of reasons number one so that I get more done naturally so that the business can move forward faster Uh, But then number two, so that I can get more done in less time so that when there is downtime, when there is, you know, a few hours or a few days of no work, uh, I can do that in a a guilt free way, knowing that everything has been taken care of already. And so I'm taking a number of steps that just kind of intuitively feel right to try and put that bottleneck right. One of them you may know about if you've seen my Instagram post Uh, or the email that went out most recently about getting a second phone for social media again. That's something I've spoken about before, so I won't go into any real level of detail there. But yeah, I'm just basically working through what I see as the, uh, the biggest challenges in my life right now. I'm just trying to drill down into what I think the, uh, the causes of those challenges are and how I can overcome them. So I'm just being, I guess, quite methodical in a way that has been missing for the past six months, just to make sure that when we round off this year in, you know, it's it's six months away, but these six months I think are going to go very, very fast and they're gonna be with us before we know it. I wanna be able to look back on 2020 as weird and as challenging a year as it has been and know that I've taken care of the things that I have needed to take care of. And so that's a big thing that I'm working through at the moment. I'm also consuming a shitload of podcasts right now, Um, between the walk I go on every day, the big long aimless walk I go on on a Saturday, uh, an hour before bed where I just stick my earphones in and uh, listen to a podcast, I am consuming a lot of content and fuck me, the calibre of podcasts that's being put out by people right now is just like amazing, It's, it's when you really really think about it. Uh, and you compare it to, say, media 20 years ago, or you compare it to university lectures that people pay thousands and thousands of pounds for, it just blows my mind the the amount of the quantity and the quality of knowledge and of wisdom that is given away for free on podcasts. You know, there are there are podcasts that are leagues and leagues and leagues above this one that I love listening to and yeah I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts recently so I'm really enjoying that Uh, it feels good to be able to learn new things to develop thoughts in such a way that doesn't feel taxing you've you've probably heard me speak before about how uh, the whole like formal learning environment in school was something that I just didn't connect with 
but I feel fortunate to have found several ways, including podcasts, including reading, including conversations with interesting people. I feel fortunate to have found several ways to learn more outside of education than I could ever have hoped to have learned inside of school. So that's good. And yeah, other than that, um, there's not a lot going on. Business is business as usual. I said it, I think, last week that everything feels like it's back to normal now, uh, even though Wales is quite a bit behind on reducing lockdown measures. Even Wales is catching up with England now. And really, everything just feels like it's slowly going back to normal. And I think that's probably reflected in what I've spoken about today, that all of these different areas of life that over the past three months, I've shared with you the the reasons why they're not normal, the reasons why they're on hold, the reasons why I'm facing challenges in those areas. It feels like in the last two or three weeks, um, you know, topped off today by finally being able to see my dad, it feels like everything's slowly opening up back to normal. And it's nice to have that clear... uh, uninhibited view right the way through to the end of the year uh, and the knowledge to know that you know we do still have enough time to do this year whatever we want to do and so that just feels good um and yeah i think that's it this is probably i don't know how long it's been but this has probably been a short one so i apologize for that if you were looking forward to a half an hour episode but nonetheless i can only talk about what happens in ever in any given week and this has been a fairly uneventful week but thank you nonetheless for listening uh, i do appreciate it as always i know i always say that every single episode and we're 32 episodes in now and i still uh, say continuously thank you for listening it means a lot and it probably sounds like i just say it instinctually now but no i really mean it like between the listeners of the podcast uh, and just seeing those listener numbers and the messages i get uh, on places like Instagram about the podcast and then uh, the the email newsletter growing in subscriber numbers, incredible open rate, two or three really solid replies to every email. Uh, it's just I feel I feel really fortunate to have this small community of like-minded people around me who can listen to, respond to my thoughts, start conversations and just kind of be there. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I've, I've probably not met in person maybe 90% of the people who listen to this podcast. And yet, from all of your messages, I feel like I know a lot of you really quite well. And I hope you feel the same. I hope you feel as if, although I've probably never met you in person, uh, with my quite honest, quite open thinking out loud each week, I hope that you feel as if you know me a little bit better than you did 32 weeks ago. Okay, I am going to pack my bag because I'm off to London tomorrow for some work and then after that back off to Wales tomorrow evening so I need to go and get ready for that I always leave packing my bag to the last minute I will never ever learn my lesson when it comes to packing my bag in time but anyway I'm gonna go and do that I hope you have a good week like I say thank you very much for listening and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 33 of life and lessons see you then
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.